Hello everyone, before we get started, Two Kims One Pot Live is coming to both LA and Chicago. Every other month, starting November, we will be in your city. November 16th, Lincoln Lodge in Chicago. Please get tickets. They're available on our socials, websites, all of that, link trees. Go find it. And if you're in LA, at the Lyric Hyperion, December 16th, November 16th, December 16th. Very cool. Um, we will be doing our show in L.A., so get tickets for that. It's going to be so fun, and every other month we're going to be alternating whether we'll be in L.A. or Chicago. So go get tickets. We're so excited to see you live, and uh, let's get into our show. All right, folks, in today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about if I fucked anyone in the great beautiful city of san antonio i make a grown lady miscarriage worse <laughs> and then finally do i end up making the same mistakes my mother did and um the answer is yes but <laughs> you'll get to find out how all in today's episode of two kims one pod Welcome back to Two Kims. One pod. I'm one of your hosts, Peter Kim. I am your other host, Unji Kim. And we are here with the only podcast left in the world. Thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) It's our first segment and possibly my favorite segment of the week. It's time to get into the highlights and lowlights of our weeks on a very special segment called Rock Hard Tops and Soft Flaccid Bottoms. Today, I um, starting with my bottom. I okay, so I've been teasing this a little bit, but I went to San Antonio um, this past weekend for like a day to do comedy. Did you come back the same day? The next day. The next. But day. It was like pretty much twenty four hours. There's in and out. And let me let me just say, Texas overall, not somewhere I want to be. Clearly, I'm queer. I um, believe in women's health rights. Like <laughs> I am, I'm. It's not a, a. I don't care about conceal and carry. Like I don't want to see yeah. no guns on your hip. I don't care if you are a cowboy mm-hmm. and you have to shoot down a raging bull. Like I, I don't know. Okay, I don't want any of that. The culture of Texas for me doesn't jive really well with me. So I was already feeling a little bit nervous and anxious going to a very like. Um, l- legislatively restrictive place. Sure, the flavor of the place outwardly it doesn't appeal to you. You're, nothing's wrong with it. Kind of. No, there's but a lot I, wrong with it. There's a lot <laughs> wrong with it. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's just it, it is not a vibe that you. It's not a would, vibe. I'm like yeah, connecting, desperately to. trying to dive yeah. into, mm-hmm. especially when it comes down to comedy. You know, my thing has always been: I only want to be in cities where there are gay bars and. Korean spas mm-hmm. so um, and there are no Korean spas in San Antonio but there were some gay bars and I'm going to get into that this is part Ooh. of my you know how you rag on the UK as having the most ugly woman alive you know how you always say that <laughs> um, specifically England you're not, yeah, you're not talking English about Ireland women. or Scotland no, no, or it's Wales English. It's English. you're talking about English, English birds mm-hmm mm-hmm I I always kind of made fun of you because of that because I was like come on you're being too tough on them but you and I because I, I don't really look at women like that you know sure. like usually when I see a woman walk down the street it's a blur and yes. it, it's usually like 
um, do I have to help them? You know, like that's how I see like in my periphery. Anytime <laughs> there's a woman, it's Is like, she gonna require something of me. Ugh, this bitch. All right. <laughs> no, not that. Like, I'm afraid that she's like being harassed or hurt or sure, something. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm always afraid for her safety. So that's like what I'm like. My spidey senses are always like she's in trouble. You know? So right, yeah, yeah. I'm never looking at what women actually look like or mm-hmm. like whatever, right? Except for when you're like fashionable and then I'm clocking the fit. Sure. But I got to say, I finally understood your pain because I found the one location where this place, I think, breeds the ugliest men in the world. San Antonio, I'm sorry. If you're from San Antonio, get out because they all did. All the uggos left San Antonio and went to Austin because there yeah. are, I mean, all the hots. Yeah. Like, there are only the uggos left, and it was so sh- – I went with my gay friend to do gay comedy. We, we were um, invited by an LGBT center, and we were yeah. like, yes, bitch, we're going to go to this, like, LGBT night. <laughs> Excuse me. Cause There's going to be all these, like, hotties, daddies. Yeah. Excuse oh, me. you're allergic to the you're allergic to the you're allergic to Uggie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we got there, and it was all like old couples, uh, like old lesbians, old mm-hmm. gays. Nothing. I'm not saying I'm old too. I'm 41, but like I just thought there was gonna be like men like ready to like mm, dance and do poppers and like fuck or whatever. But everyone was very like. We've been married. We're monogamous. You know, like yes. it was like monogamy gaze, which is scary to me. It's true. Like, yeah, it's it's lesbian. That's how straight <laughs> it is. You know what I mean? Like till we die, like emotionally <laughs> strapped to each other. We're going to talk it out until yeah. we die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about our feelings and how toxic oh we are to each other until oh we God. perish. So that was the vibe. So I was just like, oh, OK. And then. We asked some of the people, we're like, what bar should we go to? What bar should mm-hmm. we go to? They, they tell us there's only one, like, strip, one street of gay bars. Like, okay. it's not even a full street. It's like half a street, and then there's a Dunkin' Donuts or something. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so, so it's a half a block. So it's like three or four establishments. Yes, all okay. in a row. Yeah. So we're like, all right, let's go. And we go to this one place called Pegasus, and it was okay. packed. And Peg. It turns Peg. Assist. Ass- ass- Assist. assist? <laughs> Peg assist. That's Peg funny. Assi- <laughs> <laughs> I'm having trouble pegging. Can someone assist me? Yeah. Anyway. Yes. So we go here and finally some young gays. Well, you know, we're like, oh okay. My God. Okay. So mm-hmm. we're all like kind of like giving You're each padam, other padam. the looks. This is yes. Yes. It is very padam. I'm going home with you tonight. <laughs> we're like um, being charming, smiling two gay guys come up to us and they're like settle a dispute and I'm like oh this is perfect right love a dispute and then we're like feeling ourselves all of a sudden these two men come up to us one Mexican and one white Mm -hmm. and the white guy goes oh my god Bobby Lee and I'm like (sighs) and I just look at him and I go yeah it's me Hi. He's like, no, no, you're not Bobby Lee. You look just like him, though. And I was like, no, it's me. It's Bobby Lee. I, I swear it's me. Tiger Belly. That's my podcast. Bad Friends. Yeah. I work with a ginger. You know, I'm just like yeah. trying to like just be like uh, obtusely like there. I'm Bobby yeah, Lee, yeah. you know, and he's like, oh, no, no, no. But you, do people say that? Do people tell you that? And I'm like, yeah. All what the is time. this conversation? 
I, I have no idea. Right? What is this conversation? And then my no, friend, you're not. He thought you were, or didn't believe you were, and then once you affirmed it, he wasn't. So he like, knew you were. He knew I wasn't, but he wanted to say that thing to either like make me laugh or to make me uncomfortable. To get a, a joke off Like I don't know What the fuck he was thinking Right Yeah this conversation is bizarre And he is white and straight Okay And yes And he goes Oh this is my friend Blah 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 This Mexican guy Who he was with And I was like Oh how do you guys know each other And he's like I don't He's my landlord's son I decided to go out with him tonight And he took me to this gay bar So I think he's gay And then we go Oh you're gay And the Mexican guy looks at us And he starts like Grabbing air boobs He's like, and I'm like, what? what is this conversation? What's happening? What's and happening? Me, me and my friend Mike are like, what's going on here? Yeah. But we're also approached by the only two straight men in the bar. So we're like, are they going to kill us? They were like big too. And they're like, you guys want to play darts? And I was like, um, what? And then they like take us to the dart thing. And me and Mike are like, all right, let's just make an excuse to get out of here. Right. Yeah. So we're like, okay, let's go eat. So I was like, oh, our, our, sorry, guys. Um, dart sounds fun, but we're going to go eat. I'm, I'm starving. We just got off the plane. We did a show. They're like, oh, you guys are comedians? Tell us a joke. Tell us a joke. And I was like, I'm going to commit straight genocide. This, like, no, I'm going to kill every straight person in this bar. Like, what is happening? What is this and conversation? What is this interaction? They were like absolutely fucked up and drunk. And then they kept like. Slapping my back with their big like straight paws, you know, like it felt like they were leaving marks on my back, and it was just such a like shitty fucking experience in a ugly city in the first place. And the, of course, the only two guys that are giving us any attention are straight guys, and we're like, what is this? And we're like, we're gonna go eat, and they're like, okay, the white guys like, where do you want to go eat? Let's go eat. No, no, and no, no. this like, is where interaction no, no, no. ends. I'm not, we're not inviting you. No, yeah. we want, we're going to go eat on our own. Yeah. And they're like, where are you going to, what do you want? What do you want? Chinese food? You looking for Chinese food? And then Mike finally gets so pissed. He was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why yes. are you being so fucking racist? And he was yeah. like, no, we're just having fun. It's like, no, you came in here. All you talk about is him looking like Bobby Lee and Asia. He's like, what man? I'm trying to be funny. And Mike's like, it's not fucking funny. Get lost. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And then they were like, oh, and then we left. And the whole night, I was like, why am I ever going to be able, like, I thought I was going to a small city, San Antonio, big town, and going to the gay strip. I thought I would be safe from this type of interaction. Like, how did the only, like, toxic uh, straight people find us? Like, do I have a beacon saying, like, come fuck with me? Like, it was so obnoxious. And the fact that, like, we finished comedy and went to this gay bar and got harassed in this way is like this is crazy it's starting to i'm starting to remember this happened in vancouver too when i did comedy vancouver somebody yelled out at me like bobby mother you know Uh, like so i'm like i just don't know if i'm ever going to get out of this thing until like i don't know one of us dies you know what i mean like i can't (laughs) i'm I'm now like just because he's so popular that like and there's so many racists that yeah. like I, it's unavoidable. I can't whatever. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, I'd much rather someone come up to me and be like, Bobby Lee, instead of like fucking chick. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I I guess that's better. 
I don't was know. it like what happened when um, Mike <sighs> like kind of chastised them? Were they chastened? Were they like, oh, no, didn't they realize? were like, what are you talking about? We're not being racist. We're just we're having fun. He looks like Bobby Lee. Like, what? Why is that racist? And I'm like, oh my god. No, but I mean, like the idea that you would like even at like, oh, are you going to Chinese food? And then like approach and like persistently. I mean, plus okay. by the way, I was the only Asian that we saw. The entire time. Yeah. Like not even at not just at the gay bars at the show, which was mm-hmm. packed. Yeah. Uh, we went downtown by the Riverwalk Alamo. No yeah. Asians. No Asians at the Alamo. That's that. There's something wrong with that. Why Asians you are everywhere that you can take a possible picture. You know That's what I mean? True. Like if there's a photo op, there's an Asian there. And the, the fact that there were no Asians at the Alamo on a Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. There's something's wrong with that town. Like if I mean, Asian tourists don't want to take photographs in your like, um, it's like a touristy small, destination. Yeah, it's small because the thing is Forget there are it. a lot of Asians in Texas. It's like one of the fastest growing populations. Probably all of in Houston. Yes, yeah. in Houston and um, you know Austin because of the tech stuff and like there are a, a burgeoning sort of yeah. uh, Asian population specifically in Texas. But yes, I think San Antonio is also older money. It's like older people. It looked like, like we, no one had money. It is it like, like there no are. one had money, style, class, taste. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> it's just a smaller market. It's a smaller market, right? It's it like a smaller market. It's like yeah. us going to like Rockford, Illinois to do it. Absolutely. Show, yeah. As opposed to Chicago. It's like, yes. why are, what's happening? Like all the yeah. talent drain, all the hot hot people drained out and went to, you know, like that's what it felt like. And someone who I finally like talked to someone in older gay and I was like, what's going on here? And they were like, yeah, well, all the young people go to Austin and then when they want to have kids, they come back to San Antonio and have kids and their kids go to Austin. So it's like this cycle. And so all the like people who like settle down, settle in uh, in San Antonio. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been to San Antonio. So yes, I know this. Yes. I have okay. friends that have uh, grew up in Texas and oh. her like sister is like part of like San Antonio like society and what like, society it's what like, is she doing just, there <laughs> but there's like a sort of you know in every single sort of Texas small market like this yeah. um, there is like a family of like four to five like there are, you know how in every single city or a town like that's over X amount of people. There are, uh-huh. it's like, I, I, it's like, um, there are like 10 or 12 like founding families. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like it's like, um, you know, those people that, that guy that murdered all his entire family in the low, uh, in like, on the, you know what I'm talking about? It was like a really big murder case recently, the Murdochs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, he, their family is, like, a founding family. Like, if you were to go there, there are no, everyone's, like, whatever. Like, same thing. But there's, like, an echelon of, like, founding families who are very affluent. And there's, like, 20 of them. And all of their descendants. Like that. Well, none of them were present during the day. We, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. I mean, we that's only a crazy, went for one day, so whatever. It's but, fine. I mean, but that's a crazy interaction. Yeah, I, and it's, like, uh, <sighs> I just so can't go anywhere. Two? I can't go anywhere without but this happening. These, but also, what were they doing at this gay bar? Like, if the Mexican guy was also 
Like, did he speak English? Why did he just yeah, rope yeah. the air? Because they were drunk. They were being like assholes. You so know, they like, were just two straight guys hanging out with each other, not friends. And, and they don't know each a, other. And they're at and a they're gay at bar. A, yeah. I know. San Antonio's crazy. Like, nothing makes sense. Nothing like, were they sense. actually straight understand. or were they deeply closeted? No, they, you, were, you could clearly tell they were straight. They were like, <laughs> it's like straight guys going to a gay bar because they think girls are going to be there. Is that what that hap- Is that what they think? That there needs to be a, sort of like a, a. We need to gatekeep. This is the thing. We are being too inclusive. There needs to be someone. There was no at cover. The d- there was no cover. That's yeah, exactly. But there, there, there no needs cover. to be a bouncer at the door. That needs to be like no, no. Yeah. No, no. Well, I don't think you can do that without um, straight people going crazy, and or like shooting up the place like Paul. But anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You tell a straight man not to come into a gay bar, they're not going to be happy. <laughs> That's so crazy. So crazy. So that you was know, my bottom of the week. Oh, my God. My top of the week is uh, related. I, um, I, well, I went to the show, San Antonio. So the, shout out to Woodlawn Point. They had, I, I know it sounds like a cemetery, but it's not. Uh, Woodlawn <laughs> Point is. Like a cemetery. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Woodlawn Point is um, like this gay, LGBTQ, queer um like community center where yeah. they get, um, you know, they have like community events and also they bring in performers so that they could um, sell tickets and sell booze and whatever, make money for the center. Okay. Also tied to a gay church. They like share the building. Apparently the gay church um, has a gay pastor and only has 10 parishioners. <laughs> so like they make no money from the church so they make all the money from this community center who brings in like rue girls drag queens singers okay. like broadway cool, singers cool. who do yeah. like cabaret or whatever so they brought me in and i was a little nervous because i haven't done an hour since you and i went to dc which right. was over a year ago yeah so and when you and i went on tour uh, a few months ago we were both doing 30s which is Half the time. Half the time. But we were yeah. also reaching 20 easy. We were hitting that 2025, and we were both talking about how at the end of the tour, it felt like 45 to 50 felt very possible. It was within reach. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But you and I stopped touring August 4th. Yes. Or 5th, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so today is October 2nd. So it's been a two months, right? Yeah. And within two months, since you and I stopped touring, I came back to LA and was doing... 10, 15 minute spots, 10, 12 sure. minutes, not even 15 minute spots. Yeah. So I was going around doing like trying to work on new material mm-hmm. because I knew this um, thing was coming up. Right. Sure. And so I, I was a little nervous going into it, <clears throat> but I, I sat down and I was like, okay, listen, I have half an hour that I have been doing on the road. So like, I know it works. So what what I need to do is I need to tack on 15 at the top and 15 at the bottom. Yes. And that really like started to make sense for me because I was like, oh, I have two 15 minute chunks that mm-hmm. I didn't do on tour. Right. Yes. So I was like, oh, no, I had one 15 minute chunk that I didn't do on tour. So I f- f- slapped that at the end the of age, my set. A- the age and like uh, gay stuff. Right. What? The last 15? Yeah. No, the the last 15 is a story. It's a larger chunk story. Okay. Yeah, and it's about me um, hooking up with a racist and shitting on his bed. Okay, yeah. And so I I don't usually do that when I'm doing like sets or whatever because it's Mm -hmm. a longer story and it eats up so much time, right? So I usually do it during like storytelling shows or if Mm -hmm. someone's like, 
we have a 15 minute set you can go a little over it then i'll do the whole story right because okay. it's about 15 minutes and then if i like tag stuff or if i like improvise jokes or whatever ad lib then it gets longer okay so i was like okay great i have that 15 and then at the top i've been working on this new stuff about like um me working out and um whatever just like what body. i look like right now yeah. body hair mm -hmm. face what i'm giving um and how it's an anachronistic to how i want people to look at me etc so okay. like i've been doing that chunk and, and then like horny for uh getting too horny because i'm working out and yeah. that drives up my um libido mm -hmm. and how that's an issue for me because um i'm getting turned on by pit bulls anyway so like i'm <laughs> <laughs> by the way so wrong no, truly, like, do you, I, this is part of my set, so I'm sorry, but like, why do pitbulls have that many muscles? Like, I don't get it. Like, are they doing other stuff that other dogs aren't doing? You know, like, pitbulls? why does my golden doodle oh. have no muscles? Whereas, like, a, every pitbull is like a bouncer. You know what I mean? It's yes, like jacked yes. up. I don't understand what they're doing physically that they need all those muscles. It's crazy. It, they're just yes. there to tempt me. Anyway, so I. Uh, <laughs> So I end up um, My friend Mike does he, By the way he did, He's never done comedy Yeah But I know he's funny And he's done yeah. he, You know he could host So it's like Come do 10 minutes up top I'll have Irma Ruiz My feature do half hour She killed Shout out to Irma And then I went up there And the audience was just like Loose You know That's great oh, Just like Come on Give it to us Give it yeah. to us They were like ravenous So I went into it And I did my hour and I got to say it was I wouldn't say it was easy but yeah. it was not hard. Ooh. It wasn't hard and I that really made me feel so confident that like yeah. I can go out and do this over and over oh. again. My top and bottom um uh, happen simultaneously. Okay. They're I love these. I the love a two for one. <laughs> They're literally, it is the same evening, just at two different points. Uh, you can guess what the highlight, when the highlight occurred and then the low, when the low occurred, right? Ooh, I love a game. Let me, let's play. Okay. Okay. When do, when do you think um, the low point occurred in an evening? You're asking you me right happened, now? Or, yeah. Do you think it happened oh. first? Do you think it happened earlier or do you think it happened late? Um... I need, I need more context. What was the evening about? Was it so a social I was gathering? Going, was it yes, a, it was a social gathering. I was going on a 40th birthday boat extravaganza. It was a homecoming. Oh, it happened early. It happened okay. early. The highlight was early? No, no, no. The low, low light, light was early? Yeah. I you think know the low me too light well. <laughs> <laughs> right, when, right when you said something fun with friends, I was like, no, it started off bad. <laughs> All right, get into it. Let's let's hear. Okay, it. so this was a boat extravaganza for my friend's fortieth birthday. She had it. It was like a homecoming themed because she had never gone to a dance. I've never gone to a homecoming. Oh, that's so sad. Either. Yes. Wait, so a homecoming she, or a prom? You didn't go to either. No. No way. A Sadie Hawkins. No. Oh my, Angie. I did go to oh. a dance. I did go to a dance. I just. I think a it dance was like, marathon what? doesn't count. You know. <laughs> That's not a dance. That's not a promenade. <laughs> no, no. It was like an actual dance, but it was, I don't remember what it was. Like, it did was you just, have a date? I did have a date. Who left, oh, okay. who left me? 
Oh. <laughs> but I mean, it was the only da- dance I've ever been to. Did you get a picture? To. Did you at least like commemorate it with a photo? No. So there's no photographic evidence no. of you ever being taken to a dance? No. Anji. Oh my God. We're going to need to fix this. Anyway, so, okay. It's so, her 40th. She's never been it, to a dance. So, so you she themed it for her. She, no, she themed it for herself. Her friends, oh, she, okay. like, she did it. I mean, there were like 90 people on this fucking boat. And, um, whoa. That's what I mean. How big this was, was this a, boat. Was this it a yacht? It was an ex- extravaganza. A yacht. Ooh. A full yacht. Whoa. We're sailing the high seas, babe. And so there's. Bitch, you're on Lake Michigan. Stop it. Those waves. <laughs> The, the way can get choppy. The way can get choppy. <laughs> I'm only five foot. It doesn't take much for a wave yeah, to be. Yeah, that's true. Every, to take every, me out to all sea. bodies of water feels like an ocean to you. Yes, it take, yeah. doesn't take much to drop. I mean, also, I don't know how to swim, so I mean, all of it is dangerous. So I, um, we go. It is like an extravaganza. Yes, there's 90 people. It's a full ass. It's not. I kept thinking it was a pontoon. I was like this. I kept thinking it's a pontoon, so I thought it was like a cozy, intimate affair. We're showing right. up. We have a little podcast, uh, a, a little. Um, this is how old Fucked I am. I literally, are. yeah, I literally up. thought it was like an iPod that we were gonna play, like a Spotify playlist. This is what I thought, and like <laughs> pontoon. We're gonna be drinking out of a cooler, whatever. Full ass boat, yacht. People dressed. It looked like people were going to, because it was also a homecoming dance, homecoming Beyonce. Like it was themed. Oh. Yes, fully. So like people are showing up in their finery, the finery's finest, dressed. How was it uh, Beyonce's homecoming then? Like that's not finely dressed. It's more like HBCU. Um... It was all of it. Some people okay. were wearing vars- fully varsity jackets and like okay. the whole thing. Right. Yeah. So, um, and the fineries and the fineries. Um, and there's these are like her work. For, I mean, it's all people throughout her entire life. 90 fucking people. I mean, it's a lot. That's, that's a, lot. a lot. Yeah. Uh, I was like, could I do a quick set? This is a big audience. And so um, <laughs> captive. <laughs> captive. <laughs> so we arrive. It's like whatever. High seas. We get on. Um, there is a f- open bar. Uh-huh. Um, there is a like a DJ. There okay. is a like decks, multiple decks, different seating areas. Uh, food is going to be served, um, and everyone, you know, it, the frivolity is beginning. Um, I'm going to venture a guess and say this is not a comedy friend. No. Okay, great. I was like, I just what recently, comedy friend could afford a 90 person? This, boat this ride? is what I'm saying. I literally, I just got roasted. Someone was like, "Oh, well." What did someone say? They were like, oh, you're like my richest friend. I was like, what? if I'm your richest friend, that means you don't know anyone but comedy people. And yeah. this person was like, <laughs> exactly. yeah. I was like, yeah, shut up. Like most people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've met your high school friends, Peter. They're all like much richer. I mean, it's just I'm the poorest I mean, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm the poorest one out of my high school friends, for sure. Exactly. By choice, by the way. <laughs> Okay, I left a career that paid me very middle, and I could now I'm low. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm involuntary. I'm involuntarily here. So yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, five months out of the year, I don't even work. So 
<laughs> and not by choice. <laughs> I am, yes. Anyway, involved. so you're there. It's very fancy. It's very fancy. It's very fun. My uh, my best friend is there. And so, like, we're secretly celebrating our birthdays. We're just, like, mm-hmm. coattailing her, like, all the planning she's done. And we are just both too, like, lazy and w- whatever to do this. So we're, like, secretly toasting our own birthdays. It's very fun. And um, we, after we're drunk go to beauty bar afterwards i leave my phone in the lift oh god low light upsetting and it's a lift not an uber because you're ousted from uber (laughs) no because i made her call it and she only you didn't want to risk it yeah (laughs) after listen i'm disputed guess what my uber rating went up so that's a testament to fight back um, so yeah. <laughs> the power of complaining. <laughs> so I lose my phone, big low light. Cause I'm also being really annoying. Cause I'm like, I'm drunk. I'm freaking out about my phone. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just being fucking annoying. Oh, I could imagine. I could yes. imagine. I'm placing I'm like, you there. Yeah. Yes. And I'm, I'm yeah. like being annoying. I'm like freaking out about my phone. I'm like trying to, how am I going to get home? Because also it's like. It's we're all it's like at the point in the night where it's maybe just like everyone's like 15, 20 minutes out from being it being too late mm-hmm. to be out. You know, also, we've been on a boat for three fucking hours, you know. Yeah. Also, the boat. Perfect night in Chicago, like uh, 75, like oof. late summer, early fall, the harvest Large. moon out on the mm-hmm. water. It was really something special. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we I'm freaking out that's a that's a low light okay I keep calling the Lyft driver she um says she's coming and I'm freaking out it's been like full 30 minutes but she has another ride I'm I'm freaking out just because I'm centering myself and she comes she drives up has the phone out of her car hands it to me and I'm like because by the way in the interim as I've been calling her we becoming uh, closer and closer like we're exchanging jokes pleasantries she's assuring me i'm being like you know what i mean we're kind of like i'm being especially charming because i'm trying to lure her back yeah yeah and she gets here she hands it to me and i'm like looked peer into the lift and i'm like could i just get a ride home and Uh, 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 not pay not Not i'm I'm thinking that i will pay her right i'm like i will call and you can just accept the ride she looks at me and goes no, just get in. And she just fully gives me a ride home. I'm free. getting a free. She does not turn on the meter. We are just two strangers in a car that she's giving a ride home. I have a Google oh Maps God. up. Like, I'm giving her directions because I don't know how to get home from there. So I'm just, uh-huh. we're Google mapping together. And she's driving me home. Wow. Only you, not your friend? No, my friend, We had. To, she lives in fucking Oak Park. She's not, we can't. And... So she just fully gives me a ride home for free. We are having the time of our life in the car. This is such a strange um, turn of events from last week. Absolutely. When you are being chided and absolutely dragged for opening your goddamn mouth in the backseat. You are being reported. See, this is the difference between Uber and Lyft. No, this, this is, is the difference. corporate. Yeah, this is the corporate branding that Uber and Lyft differentiate on. No, anyway, the biggest on. the biggest difference is that this woman was a African immigrant. Immigrant mm-hmm. always going to do well with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. African, she was an African immigrant, super into K dramas. 
there you go. You couldn't lose. I mean, lose. we couldn't lose. So yeah. we are having the time of our lives, driving back. We wind up in front of my house, talk for another 20 minutes. I wind what? up. What? This bitch don't want to make money? What the fuck? It was crazy. I Venmoed She's her. She's losing dollars. She's no, red. I, 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 fully, I Venmoed her $100 for giving me the phone and giving me a full ride home. Yeah. What? Oh you want to give me a you want to you want to report me Uber? Fuck you! This is what could happen. <laughs> Engage me in a conversation. Charm me. A hundred dollars. Let that be a lesson. And you don't Cash. have to. You don't have to give any of that to your corporate overlords. You don't have to give any of that to like paying off the car or whatever. You keep that right in your pocket. You take it to Old Town Ale House. Have a great time. Wow. Drink and, drink and drive. <laughs> so I. <laughs> Not just drink and drive, drink and drive someone else. <laughs> so, I mean, fully 20 minutes we're talking about K-dramas. She wants to go to Korea. I unfortunately inform her of how racist Koreans are. And then she's like, I, I can see how crestfallen she is. And so I, I wind up, she really wants to go and like find a man. Like she, wa- she she's wants like, to find a Korean man because of the drama. I'm telling oh, you, no. she, she's hook, she was, line, and sinker. Oh, and she's, no. Can you imagine? She's so sweet, so charismatic, like oh, a, no. a full sweetheart. Like a rude this awakening. bitch. Yes, Oasis. and she works in. She's fully has another job, working in logistics, like making all this, like regular money, and then like doing this. No I wonder mean, she out here giving free rides and shit. She don't need this lift money. <laughs> I mean, she's hustling. You know, this is I mean. This yeah. is the immigrant like. And anyway, so then um, we're fully having a great time. And then the whole conversation ends with me like hyping her up because she's like been um, she like wants to get she was like really into getting her body straight before getting her body right before she goes to Korea because she was like uh, self-conscious about her body. And I was just like, no, you look I was just like hyping her up. And like we were like it was one of those things where only um, like a stranger can do that for you sometimes because you can't hear it from the people you love. Um, Meanwhile, both of your young children are at home waiting for you. <laughs> You're outside <laughs> of the house in a stranger's car yakking it up. <laughs> your seven-month-old baby's like, where is mother? I need milk. <laughs> You're just cackling, sending to this bitch money. <laughs> I gave her unsolicited advice. Ah! <laughs> 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 no, the, the so advice funny. was solic- no. The advice was solicited. It was solicited. It was solicited. I've <laughs> I've learned. I've learned, and so. <laughs> but no, no. Of course, my kids aren't awake. This is like fucking at, at midnight, a little bit before midnight. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, my kids aren't awake. But like, yeah, I absolutely. But it was like such a high point because like to share like something like that. And again, this is a hundred percent because this is coming on the heels of. My injustice, the injustice of last week and how Uber handled that situation and me having to vouch for myself and get retribution for myself. This is karma for me. This is how I felt about it. And this is why it's a highlight. And that's my top. And that's my rock hard bottom. Thank you. for Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's oh, wait, a good combo. Peter, um, there's, there's actually somebody at there's someone at the door. Um, Who is it? Yeah. It's trauma. Trauma, llama, ding dong. So I um, was always, I was an only child, so I always did, um, I was like a teacher's pet. I'm an only child and I was precocious. I was 100% a teacher's pet. Like, Oh my God, same until I turned seven and then my brother came along. Yeah. <laughs> and then everything was ruined. <laughs> um, so, 
<laughs> so this is like I was always stayed after. I was like I was a teacher's helper, all these things. Let me ask and you: Did you love going to parent-teacher conference? Absolutely, because I had to me translate. Too. And I, oh and, my god, me too! And the teacher would say the best things about me, and absolutely. I would have to translate that to my mom. Ah, I love yeah. that. And then my mom would say like heinous things about me back to the teacher, which I would not translate. Of and then uh, <laughs> she says, "Thank you for your service." Yeah. <laughs> and my mom's like, "That's weird. She's so mad at home." Anyway, so um, I was a teacher's pet, and I remember. You know, there's like one of those moments where like an adult is being an adult in a way that is not appropriate to be around a child. In what way? There's so many ways I could think of. No, no, that, no I'm not talking about abuse, but I'm talking about like where things are just like too like, you know, like I my parents always fought at home a lot. So mm-hmm. like, you know, that sort of adult like scary energy where like as a kid, you recognize this is out of my pay grade. Mm-hmm. And like this is out of my depth And I don't completely understand what's happening But people are really angry and it's very serious Pause I just saw a I think it was New York Times or LA Times One of the Times um, <laughs> Just released an article about how being screamed at As a child It causes the same amount of damage in your brain As being actually hit And I was like That's wrong that's wrong. <laughs> There's no way. Because let me tell you, I was screamed at and hit. And let yeah. me tell you, I'd rather just be screamed at. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> Who are these people with like this level of threshold of pain? This had to be right? only white people. It's oh, had it had to be only me. white people. Like yes, there's no way. That's crazy to just be and yelled it, at. And it's like soft whites, not like the hard like Texan whites. Yes. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. Like these yeah, yeah. are like Minnesota whites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is cr- that's crazy. Crazy. I don't yeah. buy that at all. But anyway, go on. Yeah. Uh, um, so <laughs> I'm upset by that. Yeah. The like fuck? that's like you're talking. To, you're talking to kids who got beat the fuck out by their parents. Okay. Our and screamed up same time simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they Sometimes beat without screaming. Yes. Those were the scariest no ones. Sense. Yes. Those were the, the scariest. <laughs> But oh anyway, my God. cool New York Times, sure, yeah. whatever your <laughs> white. Um, yeah, I guess what is if it you, called? I guess if you only ask MFAs in poetry, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you went to the Iowa English program, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, writers workshop. I yeah. get, get a fucking grip. Um, so <laughs> you truly. definitely didn't talk to any immigrant children. <laughs> like Ooh. what a fucking yeah. psycho statistic. Anyways, th- this is why sometimes the social sciences are like. Are these lies? Um, so, <laughs> like, what's the data? What's, like, what is this data? Um, yeah. Anyways, um, so I understood, like, adult conversation and, like, do you know what I mean? Especially around my parents and, like, my extended family and all other immigrant. Because there's almost always serious talk about money. And there's always serious talk about, like, um, domestic disputes and, like, beefs. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, especially when you're, like, under, I would say, if before puberty, like under fifth grade, there's like it's like a much more nebulous um, feeling you have towards it. Like even if I, because we both did like help our parents with taxes and stuff. Like, but it's like that's different than like the sort of scary or adult emotional side of things. You know what I mean? Like it felt uh-huh. like more shadowy up until that point. Okay. And but it only ha- it only happened with your family or like immigrant people. 
this is the first time it ever happened with a white person and it's the first time it ever happened with a teacher. And I remember I was very close to my third grade teacher. She was very tall. It's like I, 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 my second grade teacher was also very tall. I, maybe this is why I'm like this. But um, she, I remember uh, I learned that she had had a miscarriage. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh no. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. I <laughs> Oh god. Okay. This is like I remember walking into the classroom and she's weeping at her desk. Oh no. Yes. Uh-huh. And I and Tell me you just left her alone and minded your own fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you left this fucking poor miscarried young lady alone. Damn. What did you say? I creep towards her and oh. she's like weeping. And, you know, because we've been close. Right. So it like this woman probably in her like late 20s, early 30s, like just in this moment of vulnerability with the student that she is like is pretty precocious and like, you know, not saying that she, what she did was at all wrong, but it was certainly not like appropriate. Let's say, right? It's and not her fault. She miscarried. No, I'm saying like to tell me, Uh-oh. a eight year old kid, <laughs> that she had recently had a miscarriage. Miscarriage, right? Do you know what I mean? How like, do you even um, explain that to a kid? There's. She literally was just like, oh, um, I lost my child. Like, I was pregnant and I'm not anymore. And she is like, and I'm kind of understanding it. And she, I, and I don't know how I understood what it was, but I did. And I think it's because like maybe my mom had had one or something. And and because my mom also had an abortion, like, you know, whatever. Um, But I knew that it was like I just because of the way that my mom had processed it, I was like, I I I was like, it's okay, it's not a big deal, it happens all the time. And then I told her to um, drink some herbs and that it's not a big deal. This is what an eight-year-old girl told a woman that was weeping at her desk. And I'll never forget the way that she. I'll never forget the way that she would just like glared at me and was like, well, thank you for that. (laughs) But here's the thing. That's kind of sweet of you, though, to like try to comfort this adult woman because you see that she's aching and you're saying like, it's okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's so sweet. But for her, a for this woman to we- openly weep in front of her student is, first of all, get your shit together. I get that you had a miscarriage, but like leave that at home. And this is your workplace. And secondly, this kid is trying to assuage some kind of like bad feelings and you're getting snarky at her. <laughs> that is so It was just like, so level of, like, it was like an adult... <laughs> It was seriously like an adult level of like scorn and mm. 
um, disdain and uh, she was pissed and she had every right to be because it was so obnoxious of me. But and but it was just like all of it felt like, you know, it it felt like I was um, up until that point. I had been unchecked in my precociousness. Like, oh, I'm Mm -hmm. acting like an adult. I'm talking with adults. I can handle adult things. And then some an adult handed me an adult thing and it turned out I was naked. Yeah, you like, I prepared. could not handle this. Yeah, I was not prepared. No. There's no part yeah. of it, and it just really—I remember it checked. It really checked me. Like mm. you're playing, you are play acting, you are acting, you are not actually. There's no part of you that is authentically an adult that is authentically mature. Like you are maybe a little bit like, you know, you. Guess the thing is like you, I, I, you. We got to play that because we had some sort of like maturity because we're doing a lot of things for our parents we're doing this we're exposed to a lot of adult things certainly but that sort of like fundamental adultness no, no. we had no we, we could we we're certainly not ready for it i just remember it being like a hip check about like my precociousness being like yeah but really and, and we were never the same. Me and this teacher were never the same. That's what I was going to ask. Okay, so yeah. it changed your relationship forever. Did oh, that I'm, stop? I, did that make you want to like pause every time you wanted to get involved in an adult's thing? Or did that make you want to do it more because you failed at this thing? I literally, um, I think it taught me how to, I just started pretending harder. Like I started picking up other adult things. Like I was like, how do I mirror empathy in this way? How do I mimic concern? Like it was much, oh. it was, I took it as a challenge. Yeah, that's right. So the next because time my, yeah. a, a, an adult came and talked about their miscarriage, we <laughs> you could be like, do you want to see a therapist? <laughs> it was just, it was, it was crazy. But that's like, a, that's one of the traumas I have. That I was remembering recently, like one of those moments where like an adult was mean to me, mm-hmm. you know, like was pissed. That was, was not my pissed. family. Yeah, upset, that was pissed, yeah. upset. Yeah. And that was not a family member. Like, you wow. know, like that's like an adult, like. That's a sting. You remember that. Yeah. Like it's like an adult yeah. thing to like. I, I pr- pr- prided myself of never pissing off adults outside of my mom. <clears throat> like my cuomos, my emos, my aunts, uncles, everyone. Yeah. Like yeah. I was the perfect child. Like I was like you, precocious. I was smart. I had good grades. Mm-hmm. I was able to tete a tete. Yeah. You know, like so they loved me mm-hmm. at the adult table. So I had never experienced that kind of like shock and awe from another adult. And if I, I'm like trying to put myself, I think one time my like emo got upset at me because I did something. Yeah. And I remember feeling like crestfallen. Like, yeah. I can't believe I let an adult down. Like, I didn't care about le- letting any kids down because they were beneath me. Uh, absolutely. But like, yeah. But like, if I let my emo down or like my sumo down or an ajuma down, God forbid, mm-hmm. like a non-blood person. Yes. I, I, I remember thinking like that was such a grave injustice that I had committed because like I'm the perfect kid, you yeah. know, and um, so I know what that feels like. And there's never been an elementary school teacher or really any teacher in my entire schooling career that has ever looked at me with disdain. 
And Peter, that's why I've got two Uber reports against me, and you've got zero. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right, my adult trauma. Um, I thought about this because um, this exact situation almost literally repeated itself um, on on Friday. So here's my trauma, and then I'll explain how it almost repeated itself. So when I was in my 20s, I um, this is before I even came out. Okay. It's like right after college. Yeah. My mom, um, we, my family had never been on a family vacation. Yeah. So my mom and my stepdad at that time um, and his kid and my brother, all of us, like five of us, were like, let's go on a family trip finally. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, where are we going to go? Hawaii? Yeah. Are we going to go to London? Are we going to go to Thailand? Yeah. Like, where are we going? First family trip. Disney World. I've been begging for Disney even Universal Studios at that point for decades, you know, because oh, every you really summer to, you you asked to go to Disney World every year because every summer kids would come back and be like, I went to Disney. They would come back with their little ears and they'd be like, oh, I wow. wrote this ride. I wrote that ride. Epcot Center. Like these are all places yeah. that I just dreamed of, you know, Universal Studios, the rides. So I had never been to World, Disney World, Disneyland, any Disney, yeah, not me, Spray I Farm, mean, none of it. I never would have thought to ask, Peter. That's, a, that's why you're a I dreamer. Begged. I begged. You're a dreamer. I yeah. begged every I, day. I didn't care. Yeah. I want. I actually, there was a sick, twisted part of me that wanted to beg my parents because I wanted them to feel the shame of not being able to do it. For Afford me. it. Yes. Yes. I never. And I wanted to, to see them like. I wanted to see them kind of feel bad yeah. that they couldn't earn enough to take me to Disney World. See, this you know is why I mean? you're you're good. You're a dreamer. I'm I'm you're, you're a dreamer and you're a cutthroat <laughs> businessman. Because I literally <laughs> never thought to ask, and the only thing I've ever asked tentatively, I asked for a year, was to go to medieval times. So this is the reason why. Turkey leg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you love it. Okay. Um, the, anyway, so. Um, I, so my mom finally says, and I'm fully 24 at this point, and she's like, okay, family, we're going on our first family vacation. We're like, fuck yeah, where are we going? And she goes, Las Vegas, Nevada. And I'm like, fuck. So, and mind you, I'm 24 at that point, which means yeah. my, bro- my middle brother, who's seven years younger than me, is 17, mm-hmm. right? And then the next youngest, who's 11 years younger than me, is like 13. Mm-hmm. So they have like nothing to do there. They sure. can't even like, you know, maybe there's like Excalibur where like there's like kids, whatever, like um, stuff to do. But we weren't even staying at Excalibur. We were staying at Showboat or whatever the fuck we had. But you could go to there. the pool. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But no one's taking them to the pool. My, You know what I mean? My parents are like, <laughs> bye. And they're at the slot machines for fucking five days straight. Yeah. Um. So it was like miscreant behavior. And um. I remember like the vacation being so whack, right? Yeah. Because, I, you know, I was obviously old enough to gamble, but I wasn't making like crazy money. I was, I, yeah. I had my first job, entry level job, yeah. making like 38K a year. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I wasn't really flush with any money to spend. Sure. So, like, my, so it wasn't that like fun of a vacation, right? But of course, my parents are losing a shit ton of money, so they're having a great time. So, uh, <laughs> their favorite pastime. <laughs> Mine too. My parents love to go out of business. Yes. <laughs> chapter 11, favorite chapter of the book. They love it. They never read any other chapter. My, my father always says, you can't start going out of, you can't start, you can't start going out of business until you start one. That's right. 
<laughs> anyway, so that was their ethos. And um, so everyone's having a bad time. My brothers are having a bad time. Whatever, yeah. right? So the vacation ends. My emo meets us there, right? And um, The one we, from Hawaii. The one, in the one Hawaii. from Hawaii yeah. who loves to gamble. Yeah. And her and everyone's hanging out, having a good time. So the day comes. It's a Saturday, and we're going back home to New York, right? From mm-hmm. Vegas to New York. And we get to the fucking airport early. Just like normal time, like an yeah. hour and a half early, whatever you're supposed to do after 9-11. Yeah. We get there, and there, the whole airport, Las Vegas airport, is packed with men in cheap suits or tuxedos slash capes carrying trunks of props. Magicians. Magician conference. Yes. Let me tell you. <laughs> Rabbits, colorful scarves, top hats, rings that fit into each other, <laughs> wands that are like turn into a flower. Like Nate, you name it. Everyone's em- just like pulling pop. out scarves into infinity. Yes. Like you just yes. can't stop. People are like taking off their shoes. And oh, <laughs> yeah, and it's so crazy because like you could imagine, and this was like. Two or three years after 9-11. I mean, they can't so, travel. They can't They can't do... You can't carry saws th- it, onto the plane, right? Yeah, or human remains. So, like... <laughs> so, they're... So, they're... Every person is being checked, like, thoroughly. And every bag is being looked through because there's so much crap. Right, so, and magicians known coquettes. <laughs> sure. And back then I wasn't on coke So like I had no idea why they were sweating so much So So we get there and we're like fuck Right and uh, We're waiting in line waiting in line And it's going so slow That I finally go up to the um, The whatever The the person the TSA person And I was like look we have to go Our flight's in literally 20 minutes Like we have to get through And I'm sorry we have to cut everyone and she goes, I don't know if they think it's okay. And then I look at I look at like the magicians in line with their trunks and I'm like, is this okay? Can we please go? And they were like, yeah, sure. To our surprise. So we skip the entire line and we get get out to the thing. And we're okay, like, these are kind magicians. Kind. And they understand like all of them are from the conference and we're yeah. like an Asian family trying to get home, right? Yeah, so yeah. they're like, go, 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 go. You're, you're going to miss your flight. And you so pull find- out like a cape and you go, aha, trick. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> so I, so we finally get through and my mom's like, oh my God, that's so nice of everyone. I can't believe we got through and like we have like 15 minutes left before the flight. This is amazing. Let's go get breakfast. And I'm like, Oma, no. no. This is a gift. Let's yeah. take it and run. Yeah. It's like the the flight's so long. It's like five and a half, six hours. Yeah. We haven't eaten breakfast. Like we have to get breakfast. And I was like, Amma, we are gonna miss this motherfucking plane. She was like, yes. No, don't worry. Like we'll go to Burger King because it's fast. And my mom, for some reason, loves Burger King breakfast. Korean people really like Burger King. Koreans love, I think it's like the mini hash brown coins. Yeah. They love Burger King breakfast. Burger King, I've never no. It's McDonald's breakfast or bust, okay? Yes, that, of course. Burger King is disgusting. It's greasy. They have these croissant witches. But the Whopper, which like, they, I creepy like the Whopper. I think I, it's I mean, because the, the smoky taste maybe. of it. But maybe not anymore, but during this era, they liked Burger King. My parents have since transitioned to McDonald's. 
great. They saw the light. Yes, they have. But Burger King, like, they loved it. I, I guess they, like, felt they were royalty. I don't know what it was. They loved <laughs> They were like, this is upper class. Yeah. <laughs> we are part of the king's court. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I can she, see with all these magicians around, there's so many capes. Like, yeah, I can see right. what <laughs> So she's she's standing there ordering breakfast for everyone. And, of course, like, a normal Burger King would take, like, two minutes. This is an airport Burger King. Yeah. So it's taking Long. 14 minutes. <gasps> and I'm going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. We're boarding, we're boarding. They're calling our names. Peter They're calling Kim, your names? Song Hee Cho, we're closing the door. I'm like, oh, ma, let's go. And she's like, I can't. They're almost done. And then they finally give her the bag. And then she's looking through the bag to make sure she's got no. all. I'm like, fucking my asshole's sweating. You know what I mean? Like, I am drenched from oh crackdown. Oh, my. And no. she's like, she's like, oh, they forgot a hash brown. And I'm like, bitch, we'll share. We'll share. She's like, I'm there. Doing this stuff. Like, I already paid. I'm not not getting a hash. So she's waiting. They're like, oh, sorry. We'll get you another hash brown. They're frying a new fucking hash brown coin. The, the packet of it I'm like oh my, I'm dripping she finally gets it we run to the gate calling and we your get name. to the gate and then they close that metal door and I'm like we're here we're here they're like sorry we closed it yeah and we're like no 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 you just closed it I just saw you close it and they're like yeah that's that's the, the rules rule. we've been calling you guys yeah. where were you and I was like we were at Burger King and my mom's like no please can we you know and, and yeah. my mom's like talk to them talk to them and I'm like no yeah you fucked this up long story short we all missed the flight and because it's the all the magicians come in right to the gates and because it's overcrowded and yes conference there's we can't we have have to fly standby and the five of us can't find five seats on one plane of course so my mom and my youngest brother take the first standby flight out yeah my youngest brother my middle brother and my stepdad take the n- next flight out. Yeah. And I'm stuck. They're like, Peter, you're an adult, so like you figure it out. Yeah. So I'm at the airport getting passed, uh, passed by on standby for 11 hours straight. By magicians. By magicians. And I'm fucking, I'm so pissed. I am like gritting my teeth bit. to the point where like I couldn't get on a flight. So I had to take a cab back to Vegas to the strip and stay at a hotel overnight by myself and then come back to the airport and find out that there's still no flights for me. So they were like, the only way you can get back to New York right now is if you buy a first class ticket. So I had to buy a $900 first class ticket one way just to get home. And I was so fucking pissed the entire time. And I finally got home like two days later and I didn't talk to my mom for a week. Yeah. I was so fucking pissed. It was nightmarish to be like skipped over, over and over. Like to be like, stand by. Is there anyone? They're like, sorry, we're full up. And then the next one, anything? Sorry, we're full up. Over and over and over again. This is why like. Magicians. I know. I know. And it's not even the magician's fault because they let us through. Of course. They let us through. We should have been on that flight. 
It's the hash browns. It's your it's what's the, the it's fuck? It's my mom. They're calling your name. They're calling our name. What the fuck? And That's my mom's crazy. like, my mom's like, okay, okay, I hear it. We're going. We're going. Like she didn't understand that. Like. If the door closes, it's over. Like, most people actually don't really know that. And that's such a stupid thing. But it's like a security thing. Like, once that door closes, you can't reopen it. Yes, it's FAA stuff. Like, they do not fuck yeah. around. If they're calling your name, wipe yourself and run to the gate. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't we understand. fucked around and we found out. You found out. And this is why I, till this day, I get to the airport early. Yes. No matter what, I get there early and I sit around, I eat an Auntie Anne's or whatever the yeah. fuck. Like, I'll do some work. Oh, an Auntie Anne's. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I'll be there and I'm not missing this motherfucking flight. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cut to a few days ago. We're, <laughs> we're going to San Antonio, me and my friend. And we finally get to the airport. We park and get there. And I'm like, okay, we have some time before the gate. Before our flight leaves, right? And um, I'm like, <laughs> we have to go get breakfast. <laughs> Peter Kim. Peter Kim. <laughs> this, the sins of our mothers. Like, you want... What is going... I know, I know. How much time was there? <laughs> we got there. We got into the thing at 9. And our... Um, we were boarding at 9.30. I mean, the okay. flight was leaving at 9.30, right? So okay. we have half an hour. Yeah. So we have half an hour, right? Yeah. It's not going to take half an hour, and there's no burking there, so we're fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we get to, to Pete's Coffee. We ordered a couple of bagel sandwiches and coffee, right? So we're like, cool, five minutes. It takes 16 minutes. And that we're like, what the fuck, what the fuck? And then Delta, st- I don't know if it's Delta or FA, but they started doing this thing where the doors close 15 minutes before the flight's supposed to leave. It's a new rule. I had never heard of this before. So I get an alert saying, You're hearing it here closing first. Now. You're hearing it here first on the only podcast available in the universe. <laughs> yes. This is actually news now. This you is have news. 15 minutes? 15, the doors close 15 minutes before the um, scheduled time of departure. And I That's think it's cr- I think it's so that they. No one can go to McDonald's delays anymore. Delays and shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because things have been delayed too much. Yes. So they're like, Fuck it, we're going. And. And now it's on like every ticket, at least with Delta. And I didn't know. And then they were like paying, saying like, we're closing. Your things, cl- your your section is boarding. Your section is boarding. The final section is boarding. And it's like doors closing. And we're like, what the fuck? Like we ran to the gate with our breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> and as they were swinging the door, I said, <laughs> and they're like, well, you're lucky. And then they like opened it back up and we got on the plane. <laughs> oh, they, they, it was closing. It wasn't closed. It wasn't they closed were, yet. They, they were, were like, they, they took the doorstop off and they were like, and they were closing and, we were like, and you were, no. Wow. I know. Ask, that's like, but, that's like when Indiana Jones like rolls under the thing and he puts his hand back out to get his hat. Yes. Like yes, you guys got exactly. it under the wire. Nick of time. Nick of time. And I, and I didn't remember this um, Vegas trauma till that very moment. Because you had blocked it out, yeah. I had blocked it out. And then when we got to the gate, it all flushed back of me waiting in that airport in Vegas for 36 hours by myself. Yes. And it, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I almost made the same fucking mistake that I screamed at my mom for. Like, I cannot believe I almost did this. And I'm so glad I didn't because I couldn't be able to live my, like, live it down. No. You know? No. And, but if I, if I did miss it, I would never tell my family. Because oh, I was, not. like, enraged. Like, people, my family still talks about how fucking mad I was. 
and when I was 24. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but that's fully, crazy. I mean, one fully was that the 20 first... years ago. Wait, but did you, you was know? it the? Also, there is no. This is where you learn your grudge keeping is with your family. You will. Oh. My mom remembers shit I lost when I was 12. Like, she's like, don't forget. <laughs> don't forget. I spent $30. Like, she'll remember the exact amount yeah. that she spent on whatever I lost. Like, it's like a level of, you know what I mean? That's remember your family, that jelly though. roll pen you wanted? Yes! <laughs> Morning glory, bitch. You needed yeah. three Kuropi bags, like, each is smaller than the other? <laughs> a nesting doll bag of Kuropi, <laughs> bitch, and you lost it? Anyway, that was my trauma. Um, oh, my God. I hope that bagel it, was worth it. It was actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> for for a, um, whatever bagel, it was pretty good. <laughs> All right, folks, that's our trauma llama ding dong. Now it's that time for mm. our final segment in which we introduce something we're absolutely obsessed with. Sit back and bitch, get into it. Bitch, you need to get into this if you don't have it already. And by the way, this is the simplest thing and the ch- cheapest thing. Okay. I think, when it comes to flight. Anyway, this is also about flights and airports. Mm. Bitch, you need to get into PS- TSA pre-check. Do you have TSA yeah. pre-check? No, I do not. Okay. I'm going to have to do it before we start this run. That's why I got it. Yeah. yeah. We're going back and forth, right? Yeah. So it's $78 mm-hmm. for four years. Okay. Okay. So that's $80 for four years. That's $20 a year mm-hmm. to never wait in a motherfucking TSA line. Okay, to right just be through. like, bye, bye, and, bitches, and, and, and I always look great. back and smirk. <laughs> 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 the only thing about TSA PreCheck is that you apply and then you have to go to like an quote interview where you get fingerprinted. Yeah, and I thought staples. it was gonna. Yeah, it's so easy. I think this is it's the only like, reason my staples are a lot are, are around anymore. Are still it's around. Just for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and toner. Like that's all these things They don't even sell staples anymore. <laughs> they went full paperclip. Anyway, TSA pre-check is so worth it. It's crazy. Some um, like airline credit cards or like credit cards will mm-hmm. even give you money back if you purchase TSA. It's like part of their like incentive program or whatever. Uh, okay. My new Delta card um, covers it. So okay. like when I paid for $78, it credited me back $78. So you could get it for free. So, oh. um, yes, do that. I did clear for a mm-hmm. while and clear was like a hundred dollars or whatever. And, no. um, for like a year and it doesn't do anything. No. Like it skips the line to get you to the thing, but it doesn't really help with all the security checking, all that TSA pre-check. You don't, you keep your shoes on your belts on. You'd have to take your laptops out. None of that garbage shit that they yeah. make everyone else do. You get mm-hmm. to skip all that and it's quick, quick, quick. Now the thing is, if you have TSA pre-check and that's you're like, That's air travel with dignity. Like that's pre-9-11 pre- dignity. You you have time to go to Burger King. Yeah. Now if you... <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're traveling with another person though, yeah. and they don't have TSA pre-check, yes. It's really shitty because you go through like spick and span. You're through like so you're like fast. You're the Burger King. Like you're, you're Hello? Through, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on the other side and I'm now waiting. For your burger for, popper. Yeah. For my other person to like. <laughs> sorry. Oh, yeah, so dumb. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Edit this um, out. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it in. They need to do it. Um, so th- that's the thing is like. If you have someone like your partner, let's say your husband or mm-hmm. my partner, 
they should get TSA pre-checked too because sure. or global whatever you're doing mm-hmm. because you want to clear the thing together you don't sure. want to like tsa pre-check pre-check and then you get to the other side and now you're spending all that time you saved waiting for your fucking partner to get through right so, unless unless you love watching your partner like struggle struggle like unless you have like that sort of kink exactly. yeah. you say, unless that's your kink you know what I mean? That's yeah. sort of power dynamic. You know, again, we're sex positive here at Two Kims. So yes. whatever, whatever it is. But yeah, yeah, you have to do it together. Absolutely. Like you have to travel. Do it it, yeah. Unless you're, it's kind of like you when you're traveling for shows and you, you, you could just travel alone. Yes. But let me tell you, if, when we were touring together, if mm-hmm. I, if you didn't have it and I had it, yeah. it would be a nightmare. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Because I would just be on the other side, just like okay, what yes. are you get through? And you know I would have I mean? felt so horrible because like, I hate being like I would hate being inconveniencing you like that. Seventy eight dollars for four years—that's nothing. That's what are you nothing. talking about? Get it, everyone, get it, bitch, get into it. Okay, that's I'm doing that. Um, for uh, me, I just I just did this. Um, I know that. Okay, so I'm going to promote. This is another self-care thing. Uh, I'm going to have to do it. But if you do not do acupuncture, I highly recommend once a year, once a year, you have to go consistently like for something like you're actually addressing. But even for like a, you know, like like um, now cleanses and like crystal things and like this energy stuff, that shit is what purporting to do what acupuncture actually can do. Like, even if you go once or twice or whatever, you try to do, and it's just about, like, addressing some things in your body, highly recommend. I know this is, like, sort of, like, yeah, duh, but I don't think people, people know that it works, but people don't do it. Why don't, okay, can you um, help the listeners, like, if no one's done, if people have Mm -hmm. never done acupuncture, like, what's the way to find acupuncturists? Like, is it through Google? Is it through your... Um, like insurance mm-hmm. provider, like how how do you find one? So if you do, or if you're addressing something very specific, I would definitely use your insurance provider because you'll have to go more than once. You'll have to; it'll be a part of a series where you're just going back. And the right. thing is, people don't understand is like acupuncture is actually pretty quick. You can be it can be in and out in like a half hour, if that. So you're just needling, and then you're out. Any provider that's telling you that you need to be there for a full hour, like that's actually fucked up. Um, so like anyone that really knows where you can be in and out in a half hour, like I'm talking like in the door and out within a half hour. And but do you, you like the acupuncture like group as a group where you, you like sit around, you lay around in a bunch of tables with other I people? I have done or, that. Yeah. I have done that. And it's fine because okay. okay. it's, it's like, this is the reason why acupuncture is covered by insurance because it has been demonstrated to actually work by scientific method, but no one knows why mm-hmm. it works. Mm-hmm. Because it's like Western science doesn't, simply doesn't understand it. So like, yeah. just consider that, right? So it, it, that's why it's covered by insurance. Because it, it Eastern mysticism. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is it actually? Is it like diverting blood? Like, what is it doing? No one knows. I mean, it's actually okay. supposed to be about like I think whatever chi and like it's things. Energy so you know, flow. Yes, yeah. but you know that picture and like those places you ever go and like the, so like a person like that and there's like a bunch of like concentric circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. that's I, I don't know whatever that is like, but it you know that's the reason why it's covered by insurance. So if you are addressing something very specific like a pain somewhere, like instead of doing chiropractic, which I think which is very oh, gaining I a lot hate of. It. 
I yeah. Yeah, because of TikTok. Because everyone's yeah. like having orgasms when they get their neck pulled. Like, yes. And yeah. like, I did, chiropractor, I, I did chiropractor stuff for a while and it just made things worse, I thought. Yes. Because yeah. you really, really, it's hard. It's, this is the other thing. There is, um, so yes, go through your insurance person. And so if it's an insurance person, typically they've been like, you know, vetted in some way. I would just, you know, you, you know what to do. You uh, sort by highest to lowest rating wise, you know, and you find. Um, that's one if you're addressing something serious. Otherwise, if you're like doing something where it's like, I kind of like, I feel whatever, I have stomach issues. Everyone has like a small little like thing that they're addressing. Or even if you're like behavior and did I ever tell you that I went to a lady once and um, she was like doing the, you know, the you know when like acupuncture people just like test your blood like this you know what i'm talking about uh, they're getting your heartbeat heartbeat. heartbeat no no but but like they're like not just heartbeat but they're like they're like kind of they're just it's a different sort of thing than just western people like it, they're feeling uh-huh. for otherwise a lady did that t- looked at my other and then she's like do you have um are you bipolar oh, oh my god <laughs> Wow! Yeah, I know. I'm not joking. Like it was crazy. I was like really taken aback because I was there for like neck shit, and she was like, "We should do something about this." Wow. (laughs) So what I'm saying is like, even if it's, I'm saying I'm I'm advocating for this as a form of self care, not just like when it's an emergency. Like, this can be sort of just like another massage, all that stuff. Like, Mm. that's what it can be a part of. And, like, you know, whatever is sort of ailing you. I think if you go in a series or once or twice a year even, it can be beneficial. And, um, like, in a real way. Like, even Mm. if, and if you're talking about how to find it, yeah, insurance, you're going addressing something specific. Google, sure. And also referral. Like, if you, whoever their most hippie friend is, I'm sure has a recommendation. Okay. You know, um, great. Yeah, because I find that a lot of Asian people don't actually go that often. I don't go. Yeah, I, I went in Chicago, but I haven't found someone out here yet. And I'm sure there's so many out. So there. many out here. Yeah, and I'm sure they're really good. So like, yeah. you know, even in, like all your digestive stuff, like all that oh, stuff. Yeah. I got you that. know, it's it's like if you just if you're going to pickleball, you're doing all these like physical things. This is just another part of that. Just go for it, and it's not super expensive. You know, because yeah. they are in and out. So I would, um, if it's uh, if it just as advocating for that, if you want to buy it, or if it's a gift for one of your friends that you, uh, as like this upcoming holiday season, highly recommend. Get into it. Get into it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. That's our show for this episode. Please rate us. Please tell a friend if you enjoy. Tell an enemy if you hated it. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week with a fresh episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.